to the Armada EW podcast with your host Tom Withington at the controls. As the world reeled from the COVID-19 outbreak in mid-March, the battle for Syria's Idlib governorate intensified. Turkey and Syria have locked horns along with a myriad of non-state actors of varying allegiances in what could be the decisive final battle in Syria's long civil war. Nightly news bulletins were filled with harrowing reports from the theatre of operations and punditry from experts describing the daily machinations on the battlefield. A ceasefire concluded between Turkey and Russia on 5th of March has brought hostilities to a close for now. For how long this continues is unknown. The complex opacity of electronic warfare employed at the operation on tactical levels by Russia, Syria and Turkey the war's three main belligerents remains unreported beyond the specialist press. Russia's use of EW to support its deployment to Syria has received close analysis. This has been helped by the collection of open source intelligence regarding the EW systems used by the Russian army in Syria. This is then matched with their capabilities outlined in technical brochures and translated from Russian military academic discussion. Turkey's overt involvement in the conflict following the decision to invade the north of the country by President Erdogan in October 2019, has simply shed light on the EW systems its armed forces have brought to bear. As the conflict nears its end game, one can compare and contrast the EW systems and doctrines of the Turkish and Russian armies and what these may mean for the future. Open sources suggest that both the Turkish and Russian armies have mainly used EW against air attacks during their operations. For its part, the Russian army is thought to have employed systems like the R-330 Zitel jammer against hostile drones and UAVs. Likewise, the Turkish army has deployed electronic attack platforms like Coral against airborne radar, while the Air Force has used its anchor I UAVs to collect signals intelligence. Local reports suggest that the Russian army has been successful in jamming some of the RF links drones and UAVs rely on notably the satellite navigation signals. The Army may have also jammed the 2.4 GHz and 5.8 GHz frequencies routinely used by UAVs and drone ground control stations. The Russian Army's two major concerns appear to have been attacks by insurgents against their deployments using weaponized drones and to protect their Syrian Army allies on the ground from attacks and surveillance by Turkish Air Force UAVs. Details are contradictory regarding the EW systems the Russian army has used. Some reports have stated that the Krasuka 2 and 4 systems have performed jamming. This seems doubtful. The Krasuka 2 reportedly jams airborne S-band radars. This might give it some utility against the ground control station links, but not against the satellite signals the drones and UAVs rely on. The Krasuka 4, meanwhile, provides X-band and KU-band jamming. This would be ineffective against the RF links used by these aircraft. Instead, the most likely culprit jamming the satellite signals is the R330 Zitel. Covering wave bands of 100 MHz to 2 GHz, the R330 is perfectly placed to jam the myriad of RF links routinely used by drones and UAVs. 
There have been numerous reports from reliable sources that R330 systems in the Syrian theatre are routinely used to protect against these aircraft. For its part, the Turkish Army has deployed Azelsan's Coral Airborne Radar Jammer, attacking targets transmitting on SC and X-band frequencies, the lion's share of those wave bands used by combat aircraft fire control and airborne early warning radar. Coral may also jam some ground-based radars transmitting on these wave bands, provided that they are in range. From a tactical point of view, the system might provide Spartan barrage jamming and be capable of transmitting discrete jamming waveforms. Coral may help protect Turkish deployments against air attacks by jamming the air-to-surface modes of Syrian and Russian fire control radars. While not eliminating optical fire control, this will degrade close air support accuracy. Likewise, jamming the S-band radar used by Russian AEW aircraft could help disrupt air operation command and control. Meanwhile, Coral's electronic support function may be able to locate and identify hostile aircraft via their radar emissions. This imposes a cost on Syrian and Russian air power. Activate your radars and risk getting detected and jammed or worse. Alternatively, keep the radar switched off and accept losses of precision and accuracy. An added headache is that Coral could pass this information to Turkish ground-based air defences and fighters to improve the air picture. Turkish media reports have revealed that Anker I SIGINT UAVs have also been deployed to support Turkish operations. These aircraft are thought to collect comment germane to the communications used by Kurdish YPG insurgents. Local sources have told Armada that YPG tactical communications are rudimentary at best relying on commercially available radios and cell phones. The UAV SIGINT systems are thought to cover a wave band of 30 MHz to 3 GHz. Pictures of the aircraft's fuselage have revealed a large number of antennas used to locate communications and hence YPG positions. These are then engaged with artillery or close air support. Some interesting trends can be drawn from Turkey and Russia's use of EW. Both sides are understandably concerned about air attack. Russia seems primarily focused on the drone threat. This is not surprising. Russian forces faced a negligible threat from conventional air power, but drone attacks have been a menace. The use of EW alongside conventional air defence has been a good way to counter them. Air attack also preoccupied Turkey, understandable given the Syrian and Russian air forces in theatre. Employing EW against these threats, particularly radar, is a novel defensive counter-air approach and no doubt a good complement to traditional ground-based air defence and fighter cover. Turkey's use of UAVs for SIGINT collection also underscores the country's growing EW prowess. It's impossible to predict how Syria's civil war will end, but the use of EW during the conflict will be examined closely. Both Turkey and Russia have placed some of their EW cards on the table, providing a glimpse of how these capabilities may be used in future conflict. That's all we've got time for for now, but be sure to visit armadainternational.com forward slash electronic warfare for more EW news and analysis. Thanks for listening.